episode 358 healing feeling shit emotional potty training rachel kaplan the awaken your alpha podcast live limitless i'm adam lewis walker host of awaken your alpha the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man as a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com forward slash book. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. If you do want to do a TEDx talk, and that is something on your list for 2019 or even 2020, if your answer is yes to any of that, your best lesson to my free TEDx Essentials training that you can easily find in the show notes this episode. Jump into that and please, you know, if you have any questions or someone you know wants to do a TEDx, please don't hesitate. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That'll jump straight to me. Get to the podcast. Right, this week we're all about healing, feeling shit. Uh, we have Rachel Kaplan on the line. She's a psychologist and she's also the host of the Healing Feeling Shit Show, which is to potty train grown-ups through the foundational and educational first season so they can achieve emotional resilience, the new happy. She's from San Francisco. We met a couple of months ago um, in Tampa, a, a podcasting thing. She's awesome. Rachel, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Hell yeah. Am I allowed to swear on here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> just, just good to know. Thanks for having me. That's okay. So, healing, feeling shit. Yeah. What's show. it all about? What you have to add show, or else it doesn't okay. make sense. Because <laughs> okay. we're not really gonna heal and feel your actual poop, but we'll talk about it a lot. But go ahead. Okay. So, what are you all about then? Is yeah. there anything you'd like to add to your bio? Because that was very in. That was very short. Um, yeah. We'll yeah. keep it quick. Well, what I want to say, just because in your British accent or whatever, it was a little hard to discern. <laughs> I love it like a minute. <laughs> Let's get out of your system. Yeah, Let's... yeah. I'm gonna get it out now, and then I'll I'll just be myself the rest of the time. Um, <laughs> what I couldn't quite hear what you said, and what you said was emotional potty training. That's what I'm all about. Basically, we we were potty trained as kids, right? We we were taught how to. Um, relieve our systems when we had to go to the bathroom, which of course we did because we eat food. Uh, but we weren't really taught how to deal with emotions and particularly painful emotions. And so um, what I'm about is, you know, singing out to the culture saying, hey guys, all of the ways we're trying to feel better, whether it's, you know, the perfect Instagram feed or the perfect resume or um, you know, social media validation or whatever the drug of choice is, that's what I call it. Um, it doesn't work. And so instead there is, you know, what it leads to is addiction and um, distraction, imposter syndrome, people reaching the, the height of the social ladder and then feeling empty and not knowing what to do with their pain. And then, you know, you see overdose, you see suicide, hate crimes. So I'm like, hey guys, guess what? It's so simple. It's not that different than looking at how we relate to our shit. Um, when, when you have the urge to shit, um, whenever it is, Adam, do you, do you call someone or eat something or buy something or what do you do? <laughs> just, just deal with it. You just go shit, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's all you do. And so what if we learned how to feel the sensations that are not that different from the, we have sensations that tell us we have to poop, right? We're like, Oh, there's a rumbling. It's crampy. You just know the feeling. And the truth is you can learn to know the feelings of 
your emotions. What does anger feel like as it's percolating? What does sadness feel like? And to know, uh uh-oh, I'm going to have to move that (laughs) and figure out when can I get myself to the nearest place where I can move that. And that's what the Healing Feeling Shit Show is teaching. And the reason I'm so excited about it is I think um, without this type of deep healing that we can't really have well-being and we can't have what I think is even better than happiness, which is emotional resilience. Um, And that just means you know you can handle whatever is coming at you because you can move any feeling you have. You can restore homeostasis in your body. And so you can go big and take risks and fall in love and all those things because when the hard feelings come, which they will, you just move them. Awesome. And uh, as I say, a lot of people talk about something like this, but you're a legit psychologist and you've had a practice for 13 years. So I want to delve into that origins. Um, Where are you originally from? What did you want to be growing up? And how did you get to this point in time? Uh huh. Well, that's, I was actually born on the Presidio. They, my parents made me, they thought they were off in the wild. The Presidio is a gorgeous place. You know where it is? Have you been here? No. Oh my gosh. It's where the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. It's like where the Golden Gate Bridge touches San Francisco. It's beautiful. Ooh, I've been to Golden Gate Park and stuff like that, but I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So you have been here. Yeah. So my parents were on a bike trail on the other side of that bridge, or they, they were out, they thought they were in the wild and they, they got, they went to town and then they realized they were on a bike trail. But anyway, that's where I came from, that little corner of the gorgeous earth. And what's funny, you said, what did I want to be when I grew up? When I was, I think maybe four, I either wanted to be a pediatric surgeon a writer or a waitress because they got money on the table. <laughs> so anyway, um, but you're, the real question in all seriousness, I like to have fun. Part of what I think is what is the point of healing and focusing so much on our healing or our success if we don't enjoy our lives? Our lives are short. We're all going to die. So I'm really, I like having fun. It's part of, and I think it's part of the lubricant, if you will, not to bring up too many weird metaphors around you know, how to hold our pain. It's like this, that's why I'm, you know, my, my thumbnail for the podcast is me and a poop emoji. And I love that. And I'm, and each episode has a really funny poop story of like someone who accidentally shat their pants <laughs> one to three times. Which is but, always funny. Generally. Yeah, it's always funny. Right. And we need to laugh. So anyway, but the real question I think that you're asking me is how did I get to be a healer? Right. Or someone obsessed yeah. with healing yeah. or a therapist. And Um, For me, that was uh, so interestingly, actually, when I was in like sixth and seventh grade, my friends would joke around that I was like the couple therapist. I was the shrink. I don't know how that happened. But when I was in ninth grade, so I was 14, um, to translate it since you're not from here. <laughs> Say ninth, yeah, I, I, I'm like nine years old, ninth grade. Yeah. I still don't quite 14 get it. years old. Um, so it's freshman year of high school. So the last chapter of like, you know. Again, freshmen, juniors, sophomores. I get yeah. seniors. That's easy. But yeah, anyway, 14. I can work yeah. with 14. The there we first go. year of the last contingent of pre-uni. How's that? Great. Fourteen's <laughs> good. I mean, you, you know, think about like, like barely uh, adolescent. Yeah. You know, newly pubescent, like that yeah. kind of vibe. Um, my first love, I was obsessed with this guy. I loved him. He was, I was, I mean, I literally would write his name repeatedly and I had a symbol for his name. I would write on every page of a journal. Okay. Scary. Yeah. Just like intense. And he became a good friend and then my boyfriend and we were together for, um, you know, kind of unofficially for like a year and a half or so. And he committed suicide and he wrote me in, in a way to, where I was like the only person who knew he might do it. And I, we had a whole agreement of me trying to stop him from doing it and he did it. And so 
you know, right before I turned 15, my whole life, my whole insides were really shattered. And so for me, in some way, this was life or death. This was mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I, I think I could have taken lots of roads. I could have become a drug addict um, or alcoholic or just taken my own life. In fact, I kind of thought I wanted to for a few years. But, you know, very shortly after that, I, I became just... Um, really relentlessly focused on studying healing. And that led me all over the world. Um, you know, by high school, I was studying spiritualities. Um, I lived, I majored in Eastern religions in college or university, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and built a program around a year in Nepal and, you know, was, um, practicing yoga by, you know, for 20 years by a 19, age 19, I'm 39. Anyway, um, same here. And, That's a good really? idea. Yeah, yeah. Boom, you're a baby faced assassin too. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I, guess, I was actually, when you said 13 years in practice, I was thinking, wonder how old you are. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yes, yeah, one some person said to me, what are you, Doogie Hauser? I'm like, I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Do you know who that is? Yes, I was going to say, I appreciate yeah. the reference. Yes, Doogie Hauser, MD. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, you know, I, I studied Eastern religions, meditation, did an undergrad thesis on it, yoga, healing, hands-on healing modalities, and then came back, um, pursued you know, uh, I, I'm a yoga teacher. I don't do it now, but um, got really into that. And, and by 24 was uh, in grad school for counseling psychology. And I've studied all of the cutting edge um, modalities in the Western model of, you know, therapy and attachment model and trauma resolution. And, um, and then the most effective and the most kind of connected to what, what the content of the Healing Feeling Shit Show um, mentorship or work I did was with someone who um, is basically in a, a native uh, American lineage was initiated into a okay. healing role there. And um, so, I mean, for me, it's like, I really have studied as much as I could get my hands on for 25 years, the world's healing technologies. And this is the single most useful thing I found. Um, and so, you know, I've worked now for 13 years with hundreds and hundreds of people in my therapy practice. And so I really know when do people change and how do they integrate this work and what does that look like? And so the healing feeling shit show is like, you know, the abbreviated course and there's six hours of interviews with my clients that are kind of woven in in little bits. So you hear from other people who have done this work, but it's really like step-by-step -step guiding people into not feeling like an imposter, not, not knowing how to have their feelings. And it's really mm. a great joy. And it feels like, the fruiting, like if I was a tree that had, you know, started in seed form, it's like, I got luscious, juicy fruit coming right now. Yeah. And it really makes the experience of having such a painful initiation as a teenager into love, into relationship, into just, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I just want to jump back to that. I mean, at the time, like you said, he had hinted that it, he's, you know, feeling that way. I mean, no, it was not quite a hint. Oh, he's no, no. What's, you said that you thought he might do it or was he no, openly? He told me. It wasn't. Yeah. A, I mean, he would, there's a whole story in episode four of the podcast. If anyone needs a little help crying, talk about lubricant, listen to it. It's a beautiful memoir version of that story. And so, um, you know. I, I suppose just to, to, to some, I mean, but what was the online reason or did he just feel like shit? What was the, what was the, yeah. cause obviously if you well, two were close together or really tell me and honestly oh. to not to sound too weird. Well, I don't care. Mm. Um, you know, I've had almost, I've gotten more information from beyond <laughs> since mm. 
died than I did. I mean, his suicide note was basically a cryptic message that his family did not understand that referenced our nicknames for each other that just Uh basically said, make sure Rachel doesn't commit suicide too, but in a way that was super vague. And Uh when I write a memoir in a couple years or like complete that memoir, um, that's going to be connected to the that the note said, so our nicknames were sunshine and he, his yeah. note just said, make sure my sun still shines. And so my book is, um, not, not the healing feeling shit show book, which hopefully will be out this year. <laughs> uh, the memoir is going to be the shining of his son. And it really has yeah. been a journey to overcome something like that. I mean, yeah, he didn't say his parents, the night of, you know, they were asking me, I was asking them. I mean, at that point, you know, this is 1995, you know, first week of 1995. Yeah. So, it was hard to know. They were like, maybe is it chemical imbalance? Um, mm. you know, I don't know. But what I'll tell you, and, and honestly, the, the, there's another part of me that feels like in some way, um, and this has been a painful thing to sit with too, there's a way that I was so woken up and transformed by this experience and I have become so gifted at helping people and so comfortable with the journey of being with human pain through this that sometimes I'm like, well, this is, it's almost like, did he die for me? Even though it also equally messed me up, you yeah. know, like not to pedestalize what I've gotten out of it. I mean, it's also been incredibly challenging to heal from. And that's why I'm like, look, I, I can tell you how to do it. It's not easy, but it's possible. And it's simple, like pooping. Um, so it's like, there's a both, I, I would call it a beautiful burden. Like mm. this, this burden, like he was clearly in intolerable pain. And he, that experience gave me a nearly intolerable pain. Somehow I've tolerated it and I've yeah. transformed it into something that's really beautiful and can help a lot of people. Yeah. But it's been rough. It's been, it's been all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you touched on there about, you know, there's some, some simple steps. And I know yeah. your, your whole first season of your podcast, people can go through that if they want to find out more yeah. and dig more into it. But just, I mean, for this show, what, are, what yeah. are some of the key steps? And maybe you didn't do so well the first time or you did and, what you've sure. learned, and then from working with hundreds of people. Yeah. So there's two sides of it. And I'm going to describe these two sides and you can tell me what you're most interested in to talk about first. I have my sense of what's useful. But one of the sides or one of the steps or it's like there's a group of steps around one need that we have to do as um, people who want to heal is really understanding um, what parts of you are are kind of not included in the package that you're selling the world. And what I mean is, um, you know, usually like someone can be profoundly successful, you know, partnered, athletic, happy, you know, whatever, all the things, but there, there's that voice, right? And I don't know if you're familiar with this, if you feel like you have one, I feel like 99% of the people I've ever met have this, but there's that voice of like, am I enough? Am I too much? Um, am I somehow too weird? Will people really, am I faking it? Who am I to have a book or a podcast, right? These kinds of voices. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like they, they come to be in a very natural way. It's like, you know, so part of the work is helping people understand how did you get wounded and what did that look like? And, and what I mean, like the natural way is if you think about, um, we need, you know, as babies and you have two, right? Two? Yeah. Two children. When they were infants, like, you know, they, if, if you weren't loving them and attending to them and close to them, they wouldn't live, right? It's like, mm. Babies are so vulnerable. And so deep in our nervous system, and I think that this goes far back into when we lived more tribally and there weren't all these apps and devices and ways to get food really easily. 
we have this sense of if I lose connection, I'll die. Cause you would have, I mean, mm -hmm. even now people don't thrive without connection. A child, you know, needs the parents love to survive. And there are different kind of psychological experiments that were done where monkeys would literally prefer cuddling with a terry cloth covered wire thing over eating. That's how oh, real it is. Yeah. So because of that, when we're little babies, we are studying our parents and this isn't a this isn't a thought thing. It's like a bi it's a biology, it's a body thing. We are completely wired to survive. So mm -hmm. if we when we cry really loud or when we do this certain thing or we say something, you know, when we start talking, if our parents pull away, if they seem frustrated, if they tell us, you know, don't cry about that or I'll give you something to cry about or shh, even something as benevolent as shh, you're okay. We're going to really be motivated <laughs> by our need to survive to put those parts of us away, mm. to not sh express those parts. So, and especially men and women, and I know that those constructs are changing now, but you know, there's different conditioning around what was okay to, to express and to feel in that way. And so I think men are really carrying the weight of this conditioning, almost the heaviest, like that they're not supposed to have feelings. Like that is the deepest crack of bullshit I've ever heard. Mm. But anyway, so we, we, we figure out how to first, like, you know, um, subtly and then the more and more influences we get when we get into school and we have peers we were just talking about your your son being kind of teased at school with a jump or whatever it's like <laughs> you know think about all the complexity there but we basically start just stashing parts of us into what I call the emotional basement and praying that they don't get seen and we start feeling like these parts of us make us not enough unlovable so this is really in my understanding the crux of our core wounds and our core wounds are those parts that just feel like fundamentally fucked. And even if we have 99% of us and all the evidence in our lives saying we're killing it, when we have those core wounds, they believe that they're right and that, that they're the truth. And so the real journey of what I'm going to teach around emotional movement and emotional release is it's partially, it's like, at the, at the healing level, it's the thing that will help that part of us, you know, once we establish a relationship with us, which I'll speak to in a second, start to release the pain. Because imagine like if you take anything and you walk it into a dark basement and you, you lock it into a closet and you don't feed it and you try to ignore it's there, that thing, if it's living, if it's a plant or a person or an animal, it's going to rot, right? It's like, yeah. it's going to die or wither. And so I, I used to call mine my ghouls. <laughs> like I had a closet full of ghouls and my friends would be like, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting with my ghouls. Like I feel like a ghoul. And you know, I like to call it that. My clients call them gremlins. It's like these yeah. little parts that we just think are so gross, right? Yeah. So instead of trying to get rid of them the way we've all tried through our Instagram and our blah, blah, our muscles and all the things, <laughs> it's like, how can you make that ghoul? This is the first big concrete step. How can you make that part of you? Get curious who's in there and what would it be like to make that part your VIP? Oh. Where you're just like every day, you know, morning, a few times a day, like, hey, bud, did you have a nickname as a kid? No, not really. Not really. Hey, Rachie. <laughs> hey, little Adam. <laughs> hey, buddy. My what brother called me friend? Goggle, but he's insane. Goggle? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Hey, Goggle. Like, <laughs> you know, what do you want to do today? And you start to tune into them. You start to yeah. pay attention. There's a th psychological theory I love that just says contact is curative. And so if you make contact with these parts, if you, and you have to do it gently, we can't do it like we're ordering from Amazon Prime. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, this lady from the podcast said I need to have a relationship with my ghouls. I want it now. Like, no, you got to 
move in slowly, like you would with a kid or a, an animal and establish trust. And we start to shape our life decisions around what they need, what they feel. And that kind of starts to establish a relationship where they get to join slowly. It takes time. The, the human, the, the adult, the resourced, you know, badass that we are. Okay. Now that's one of the skill sets. So I just went there first. That's the better place to go. I know I said I was going to let you choose, but just trust me. No, no, no. Go for, yeah, you got it. So the second <laughs> part is like, once you start to have a relationship with them, what starts to emerge is they're in a lot of pain. Like the part of us that we think makes us unlovable is holding a lot of pain that we also don't think we're allowed to express. You know, there's a real sense of act happy or, you know, don't, we don't say if I were, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm really scared. Like mm. how often do you hear that? Like maybe people exactly. say they're stressed or they're anxious, which I would put in the fear camp. Yeah. Or sometimes you can, you can, you can see it because the subtle thing of that, if someone says literally says like, yeah, okay, or well, not too bad, you, you yeah, know that's like, probably not good. It. Right, yeah. <laughs> and we live in a culture where we're not supposed to, and that's part of the mission of the show is, and that's part of why I'm using like a reference to feces and poop, because, you know, there's, we all have a little bit of shame about pooping. I think like I, if I just dropped a deuce and it was really stinky, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, Adam, come smell this, right? It's private. But yeah. I think we have less shame about pooping than we do about the part of us that feels like poop. Um, so basically once you start to, I think it's got to be because generally you can't deny you poop, but right, you can't deny that they yeah, exactly inside and it's like, they, it's almost like some people don't, but they kind of, right. you know, right. But do. the truth is, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's an American book. I don't know if you've ever read it. Every, uh, it's a kid's book. I bet it's universal. I bet it came out in your country or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called everybody poops. Did you, uh, have you seen that? Is, Everybody is, it, is it like can the hat type dude, Dr. Zeus? No, but it's oh, good. Just I read a lot of them. I love them, but no, yeah. I'm just catching up. I'll give your that. listeners a different call to action. That's your call to action. <laughs> read Everybody Poops. Um, yeah, so Everybody Poops. And I think almost everybody in this culture right now, sadly, feels like poop, some part of them. And so I am trying to bring a lightness to it and really say, you know, change the culture, eliminate, reduce the shame around these feelings. We're, we're humans. We're going to lose our lives. We're going to lose our loved ones. We're going to, you know, we get cut, we get injured, we fall in love, we fall out of love. Like there's no escaping pain. And so you're not supposed to be happy all the time. You know, that's just not like why, who, who said that? So anyway, so the, the real crux of how you heal that part is learning how to get a strong enough connection. And you can think of it as bandwidth to be able to move through your physical body, your system, you know, 10, 20, 30 years of backlog of emotional shit. Boom. So if you can imagine you didn't poop that long, it would be hard to get out, right? You'd need some help. <laughs> um, and no. it's similarly, it's like these feelings get so big and so scary that there's different skills we need um, of how to have a strong enough bandwidth. And then the, the shit show really like episodes five and six are um, how do you feel your feelings in your body? And it's a combination of mindfulness, meditation, therapy training, just like my way of describing how do you get what you're aware of, your consciousness into these parts where you can feel the pain enough where it can flow out, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, and then how do you come out of it well so you don't get stuck there, even though everyone's way more afraid of that than they should be. It's like, good luck crying for more than three minutes unless 
someone just died or you just got dumped, right? It's like, that's actually a skill. But so basically I teach you how do you do it at a basic level? And then episode seven through 10, each break down one of those core emotions. So anger, grief, fear, and shame. And I give you all kinds of strategies about how you have little tantrums or you know, sadness parties, grief parties, and they, have, they all have a different energetic. I correlate them to the elements, which came from my last healer and mentor. Um, you know, what, do, what element do you think would connect to anger, Adam? Well, you talked about your last healer and mentor, and um, you obviously studied all these, you know, mm -hmm. different philosophies and different ways to go about it from all over the world. Who helped you personally really sort of awaken your alpha? Who, him. You know, it was but he him. doesn't want me to use his name. He's a really private guy. He like lives in a mud hut on, in the <laughs> desert. And he's like- A guy in a mud hut. That's all right. Yeah, he started out in a mud hut. By the time I, the last time I went out to his land, he had built some structures. But he was absolutely the most helpful. Like I, I am insanely grateful for the help I got with him. And, and like a lot of these skills are skills that I learned in his work, like the actual emotional yeah. release skills. And the reason it feels so important for me to share them is, and he may at some point in his own way share them, and he does very profound work with people, but there's a way I'm much more in the world than he is. You know, it's like, I use the internet. I'm very articulate. Um, I can, I'm happy to kind of share this to a wider scope. And I think it's desperately needed. Um, so he was, he was the most influential. I mean, there've been various key figures, but that was, that was the best. Awesome. So we're going to move into the alpha round now to start wrapping this up a little bit. And uh, you touched on all these different strategies. And I know it's, you've done a whole like series on all these different things that can have an impact. What is a, a sort of like an alpha habit for you or the way that you deal with your emotional poop so you don't yeah. get emotionally yeah. constipated? Something that right. is a great habit to include. Yeah. Well, it kind of depends on what the feeling is. The first alpha yeah. habit is when you start to notice the sensations rolling in squads, which is what I call emotions, instead of trying to move away from it, you turn toward it. You're like, huh, what's that? You get really curious. Like, and, and don't ask the question why. Another great alpha tip. Why will put you in your head? Your head has no business here. Your head is not going to help you guys. Like, it's like, it's a different system. And so you don't have to worry about it being irrational. It is irrational. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. um, it's a much simpler system in some ways. So get curious, turn toward the, the discomfort and study it. Take breaths, put your hands on your chest or your belly. Notice where the height of the contraction is or where it feels you know, most dense, breathe into it, feel into it. Um, now, depending on like, I'll just give you a quick tip for both anger um, and sadness. So anger, when you're angry, it's fire. It's an explosion. We get hot. It comes out. And so if you got angry, um, you don't want to do this. You never want to do this at someone. It's not about pooping on someone. It's about just like you don't poop on someone, Yeah, I hope. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> you know, and you don't poop on your desk. You don't poop wherever you are. There are certain places you go poop. So yeah. this kind of work is like you get to that place where you can move this. But, um, you know, you, a simple practice you could do would be taking a towel or a blanket um, and kind of warming up, stretching a little bit, and then beating your bed or your couch, muttering, grunting, saying no, saying, you know, like telling off your boss or your wife or whoever it is that you're actually going to let that like vile energy move through you, not on them, yeah. you know. And then you wrap it up and then you're like, all right, and you let yourself have that feeling. Now, there are all kinds of tips in episode seven on how to do that. So if it's sadness it, or sadness and most of the other emotions besides anger actually move through tears. Yeah. And a lot of people can't cry anymore. Mm. But um, 
you know, when you're afraid, there's, there's a lot of nuance there, but when you're afraid, when you're ashamed, which is really like the deepest part of our wounding is the shame and worthlessness. A lot of times the best way to feel it is through tears. And so what you want to create is a bit of holding, like swaddling yourself in your bed with your blankets and putting on sad music and maybe lighting a candle. And you, again, use your hands, try to tune in with care toward this little part that's sad. And instead of being like, you're okay. Or like, you're not worthless. Look at you, you got a podcast. Or look at you, you, got, you just got a raise. Instead of fighting with yourself, you give yourself permission to be as sad or embarrassed or worthless as that part of you feels. And you try to sink into it and you breathe and you're like, yeah, babe. And you, this is my move. And um, I'll use my words to describe it because most people won't see this on video. I fold my left hand and my left arm in half and I drape my left shoulder with my hand, which feels like a little baby. I have a little like folded arm right over my heart. And then I take the right hand and I rub my left arm. And the reason I do it is I'm the little baby. I'm the little ghoul in the closet. I'm also the grown up and the not ghoul. And so it's connecting the part that's in pain with the part of us that can help that part. And the last thing I'll say is that just like only you can poop your burger, veggie or otherwise through your body, only each individual can move their emotions through their body. So no amount of love from your partner is going to do it. No amount of anything external is going to do it. And that's why it's imperative that we learn how to do this for ourselves. And that doesn't mean that occasionally we don't share and open up and get support. We do. Um, but it's like a really empowering thing to learn that I can make myself feel better. Yeah. I love, I, I loved, I love the way you've, you know, brought it all together with like the poop analogy. And I, I like, it makes a lot of sense to let it pass through you and just like, yeah. instead of bottling it and thinking, you know, resisting it, just let it no, go through right. and clear, right. clear it out. And you feel, yeah, feel you feel better. Up. Yeah. yeah, the word emotion, take off the E, what is left? Motion. Motion. It's like it literally means to move. And, you know, we're so afraid of our feelings, but the issue is just getting what's in the way out of the way, getting the conditioning. And then and then they just like, yeah. they flow through. It's no big deal. Nothing I know, I know everyone does it, but I, I feel like, you know, yeah. you mentioned it. I think blokes especially, yeah. you know, a lot of them, a lot of us do it. So many blokes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, I always ask for a book recommendation as well. Is there a book that was uh, firstly very impactful in your life or just one that you like to recommend around all this subject? Because I know your book isn't out yet. Yeah. um, There's a great book when it comes to relationships, which I address in episode 11, um, just about attachment um, called Attached. The book's called Attached, yeah? Yeah, just like how to work with another human who is all messed up like you and also lovely. <laughs> awesome. And my book, my book is going to be called Emotional Potty Training and it's currently being edited. Awesome. Um, we talked about strategies there, but is there an, any kind of resource that you use either yeah. in your practice, your business, your life that you could, you think is quite a cool recommendation? It could be very basic. It could be some techie thing. It could be nothing. Yeah. Is there anything that springs well, to what mind? What I would suggest to your people who are like, oh yeah, I want to move my emotional poop is go to the following URL, yourcorewound.com. And um, there's a little quiz there. It will take you five minutes and I, it will tell me your results. And then I will look at it and it will show me, do you need to start with anger, sadness, fear, or shame? I will email you a little module that has that episode tips and a video for free. Um, and then you can start to explore that. And it's the quickest way to kind of streamline to the action. I imagine the people who listen to your show are probably like deep in their own efforts of self-care. I definitely do suggest listening to the podcast because 
it will help you actually heal if you just go to the action without knowing what you're doing or why or how. Um, it will be less effective. But I also think it's a lot to ask people to take hours and hours of time before they get these skills, these quick tips. So I, that's why I want to give it right away. And then once you're like, oh, that felt good, you can um, take the Healing Feeling Shit Show journey. And by the way, the I in shit is an asterisk because in the end, iTunes wins. <laughs> so the other one is yourcorewound.com. Perfect. We put that in the show notes as well. Um, from obviously going through the interview, is there anyone who springs to mind who would be a good interview for the show from your network? Mm. Well, what are you, what are you interested in? You, when, you hear the, when you think al awaken your alpha, who pops to mind from your you know, network? I have a friend, yeah. um, colleague named Rick Snyder, and he just published a book called Decisive Intuition. And it's all about how to use intuition at work. How do businesses, how do, how do our work world do that? And I think it's in some way next level. There's like, I think that what I'm doing is next level on the emotional intelligence front, but this guy's like taking it out. I mean, you don't really hear all that much about intuition and certainly from um, a workplace lens. So I would love to connect you to him. Yeah, I like the sound that? of that. I like the sound of that a lot. Cool. And finally, what is the one question you, that you thought I would ask and you feel like I've missed a trick here? Uh -huh. Anything else you'd like to leave us with? Um, I, you know, you did great. So I don't have any, um, unmet needs here, but I will just say, <laughs> I, will say I will say, what's the best way to connect with you if they want to hear more. Yeah. I know you've okay. mentioned the wound. Yourcorewound.com. Um, well, I just, one line that you can remember is feel that shit or full of shit. Like those are your choices. You're either full of shit or you're feeling shit. Okay. Boom, um, and yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, boom. And the, just the last thing is you can go to healingfeelingshitshow.com and you can learn all about the different resources I offer um, with individuals. I am going to be guiding a group journey through the shit show as soon as I get 10 people. Right now, there's about four people waiting. They're like, where are they? So if you're like, I need help and you want to do a group individual blend of support, then there's that. But everything about me is healingfeelingshitshow.com. Your core wound will get you the little free intro. And Adam, you're great. It's a pleasure to be on your um, podcast and I'm, I, and you're an inspiring, I'm new to this world. I'm like a therapist who somehow suddenly, you know, does <laughs> podcast interviews before awesome. lunch. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad to have you here as mentorship. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. This episode is sponsored by TEDxCelerator. Do you want to do your TEDx talk? If the answer to that is yes in any way, shape, or form, or you've always thought that would be a cool thing to do, if you've got any questions, Chris, please do reach out to me. AdamWalkerUK at me.com is my personal email. That will jump straight to me. TEDxCelerator enrollment is open three times a year, so please do reach out. We may be just about to start one. We may be in the middle of one. We may be just about to finish one. Main thing is reach out today to secure your spot on the next upcoming TEDxCelerator and there'll also be some pre-work for you to do. So it's best time to start taking action on this is today. So we'll get you secured when the next group goes through. Also, if you want this to happen now, 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 there's also ways we can accommodate you in more of a one-to-one -one bespoke manner. All right, speak to you soon.